Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are here to help you, the working mom, manage your personal and professional life without losing your mind. This is a podcast for you. I'm Blair Critch, and I went from a teacher to a stay-at-home to a seven-figure online business owner. And listen, that didn't happen overnight. It happened after we actually hit rock bottom. Bankruptcy that shook us. Then to find out my husband had an addiction problem, I decided that day I would grow and learn how to build a flexible business of freedom. Now today, I'm passionate about teaching other women the exact same thing through systems and strategies full of faith, fun, and drive. What is up? I am Kelly Hoover, retired corporate pharmaceutical rep to network marketing millionaire and small business owner. After recovering from a brain tumor, I knew I wanted to go after my dreams and make life happen. You know, quit waiting around for the perfect time. So I learned social media and how to master my time, and then the magic really started happening. If you are looking to create connections and own your time management skills, then this is the place for you. Let's do it. All right, welcome to the Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. Today is all about technology. Are your kids obsessed with tech? But before we get started, if you're new to our Blessed Mama Bosses podcast, we love to start off with a little bit of fun because you deserve it. And quite honestly, we deserve it too. So we love to have a little KMB real talk. So Kelly, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, awesome. So here's my question. We're getting super personal. I actually kind of hope my kids don't listen to this podcast. But do your kids see, or do you see your kids' messages? Like, do you read them? Do you have their logins for all of their social media and their phone? Oh, wow. What a great question. And this has been a topic of many girls' nights in the past of my life. So what a real, a real question to ask. So I have two answers, part one and part two. Um, I do not actively look at them unless there is a need unless I see a personality change or I see something that is maybe really bothering them. But I will say that that answers the very first question. And yes, I do have access in two different ways. One, we have an open phone policy, meaning that at any point, Matt or I can take their phone and we call it spot checking. And so, yes, we do have access and our kids do know that. And we have the right and we, we do that occasionally. Yes. On the second side, we do have an app that will read these things, but it only reads certain things. And no, we do not go in there and check them on a regular basis, again, unless we see something happening. So an example of that would be, and my younger daughter just got a phone. So she's just learning some of these like open, you know, sharing things. But um, as far as my older one goes, there, there may be something you can obviously tell something has got her down and maybe she's not ready to open up about it or maybe we don't really know what's going on. So yes, that is the point where I would. What about you? What, do you read your boys' messages? Like not as much as we used to when they were younger, but same thing. You know, if I see a change in them or like they get snippy with us, we usually know there's something going on. Um, but yes, but we started this years ago and they know, like we pay for it. We can look at it anytime, like you said. And I think it's really important. It also gives them kind of like, they, listen, they hate it. I'm not going to lie. They don't like knowing that we can do that at any time or that we do sometimes look, but I will say it has allowed them to use us as an excuse to get out of conversations. So, you know, like my older one was in a group message for one of his sports where it's a varsity sport. So he 
starting in eighth grade, he was in this sport. And that means that there were other kids that he was in messages with that were seniors or juniors. And they speak very differently and, you know, talk than an eighth grader or a ninth grader. And so yeah. there were times that he exited himself from some of those groups. He's like, hey, listen, my parents check my phone. I don't want them to see this. So I'm going to hop off. Yeah. This what- is a great excuse. It is. And one thing I will say before we dive in to our topic today is that it has been actually a huge benefit to coach my daughter through how to handle situations. Because here's the thing, kids are given a phone. They do not know phone etiquette. Okay. And so it allows you the opportunity to coach them through and to say, hey, you really shouldn't maybe speak to your friends this way, or maybe your friends are feeling this way because you have said, you know, X, Y, and Z, or, you know, just different things, just basic phone etiquette and how to treat people. And I will tell you, if parents don't look at their kids' text messages, they will probably be shocked in the way that their kids communicate with other children. It is pretty shocking when you see some of the things that happen. It's so true. And, and, oh, that's the hardest part, right? Like not telling your friends about what their kids are saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? Confidence with our kids. It's like, if we see something, unless somebody's going to physically hurt themselves or hurt others, we won't be saying anything to those parents so that kids have that trust with us. So I'm excited to talk about this subject today. I could literally talk about this subject for an hour, maybe even two, because we have done so much over the years. Life is so different for our kids than it was when we were kids. And I think it's really important that we take a look constantly and decide, like, are our kids obsessed with tech? What are the things that are happening around us? So today, we're going to share with you our top three tips to regain your kids' tech habits. It's never too late. And if you think your kids are addicted to technology, you're going to want to listen to this. The psychologist, John Lasser, who co-wrote the book, Tech Generation, Raising Balanced Kids in a Hyper-Connected World, says parents should note when kids complain that they're bored or kids complain that they're unhappy when they don't have access to their technology or when kids throw tantrums or harsh resistance occur when you set screen time limits. When screen time starts to interfere with their sleep, their school, and their face-to-face. If you answered no to all of these, then you know what? That's okay. You're still going to get a lot of out of today. And if you answered yes to any of those, you are going to love today's podcast because this important topic of technology in our kids is something we have to constantly readjust, reevaluate, and make sure that we are being the parent in this situation. So we're going to share our top three tips that are helping our homes personally in this area. Kelly has uh, two kids, 12 and 10. Is that right, Kelly? That's right. You did. Um, And we're both girls. And I have two boys that are 16 and 14. And we have been really big on technology and what to allow and what not to allow. Kelly and I have had so many girl conversations, like girlfriend, friend of friend conversations about this. And we're curious, what are your rules or guidelines? Let us know. Tag us on Instagram at blessmamabosses underscore or find us on Facebook at blessmamabosses or even hop into our free community, Bless Mama Bosses, our Facebook group and post in there or ask a question to other parents in there because we want to know and we want to have a conversation around what are your rules and your guidelines. Today, the rules and the tips that we're going to be sharing with you guys, I kind of hate to use the word rules because I don't feel like they're rules. In our house, we call them like tech habits. Uh, And so today we're going to be sharing three of our absolute favorites that have helped both of us personally. And we got these, a lot of these from TechWise Family by Andy Crouch. 
In 2018, I personally read that book because our headmaster at our school recommended it. And Ryan and I loved this book. Now, we don't do every single thing that's inside this book, but it definitely brought major awareness. And if you're checking out our social media today, today, and I think even another day in the next two days, we have some great graphics for you about this. So you're going to want to make sure you save them and that you share them with others. So let's go ahead and get this started. My tip number one is actually my favorite one. It's cars are for conversations. And if you're friends with me, your kids might've come home and said this before because this one's a personal favorite of mine. My kids even say it and their friends now say it when they get into my car. They'll be like, put away your phones. Phones are for conversation. And yes, I know they're mocking me, but guess what? They do it. And the great thing about it is that over the last few years of implementing this, we've had other kids in our car and they do the same thing. And then I get to hear their conversations. I get to listen to them laugh. I get to hear them talk to each other instead of texting or being in their Instagram and stuff like that. My kids hated it at first. And there's still resistance years later. There's still resistance all the time here years later. But we may sit in silence for a little bit of that time, then they move on to sharing and talking. I don't force the conversations. Sometimes when they get in the car, they need to just decompress and just be quiet for a moment. How often are our kids quiet? Never. So you might allow them to just be quiet for a little bit and then they might start talking. You hear some of the best conversations from them. And don't forget, it also makes us focus on the road and not on checking our phone at every single red light, which is still really hard for me. I'm not gonna lie, I still do that to this day. And I find myself doing that, which also leads me to another really important point because I have older kids now. So those of you that have younger kids, listen up. Our kids become drivers one day and they are out driving without us. And I have one of those right now and his friends too. And I know that I have shown my son that he is not supposed to be on his phone while driving because I'm not on my phone when I'm driving. And so because of that, I'm setting him up to be as you know focused on the road as possible and also that his friends that are in his car with him won't be distracting him because we have, and who knows if he does this, again, it's just trust, but we have implemented in him that Cars are for conversation. When your friends get into the car, tell them, put away their phones. We're going to talk or roll the windows down and listen to music, whatever. But that way, everybody's not distracted or distracting him. Yeah, such a good thing and really hits home when you think about your child driving and they are really copying whatever you're implementing. So think about that. You know, what are you doing when your kids are in the car? And they're going to pretty much do the same thing when they become a driver. So I love that you put that into place, especially for those people who are maybe not yet moms or have younger children. So the second tip that we have is a charging station and electronics in a room. So first off, I want to ask you, do you have rules around this? Do you have a charging station in your home? And do you have rules about electronics in the room? And here's the thing when thinking about this. Kids today, I know my kids for sure. I'm sure Blair's, yours are the same way. It's not just one electronic. We are schooling from home. And so they have a computer, they have a phone. Sometimes kids have, you know, iPads or additional things. So it's not just about a phone. It's about other things as well. Um, So what boundaries have you set up for your kids and for you as far as electronics in the room? Are they allowed to, when they have friends over, are they allowed to be inside their room with phones or what are the boundaries? Because here's the thing, 1 a.m. rolls around, kids are most likely still awake. Are they on social media scrolling? 
You are the parent. You have to set some sort of boundaries and your boundaries may look different from your neighbors and Blair's may look different from mine, but the whole point is to have some, right? Think about it. Is there anything really good going on text message or social media at 1 a.m. for your children? Uh, I know there isn't on mine and I'm sure there's not for you either. Plus, think about this. Your kids need sleep. And we do not want to create a habit for our children that they need some form of technology to fall asleep. The other thing I know I am laser focused in, and you, if you are a mom of girls, not the boy moms aren't either, but girls specifically to protect them from sex trafficking and pedophiles and their mental health for all of our children, for have their phones on all the time, their mental health of what they see and who contacts them. Allowing your kids to have a charging station where all the phones, all the iPads are left in the evening also allows the pressure to be off of them. And you too. I know we have one in our home. They have a certain time based on the the weekday or the weekend that their phones have to be in their room or in out of their rooms in a, at the charging station. So when kids go over to a sleepover, or they come over to your house for a sleepover, what are those rules? You know, it is great conversation when you have a child in your home or your child is going over to somewhere else to sleep over. Having that conversation with the parent, asking what the rules are and say, hey, when the kids are staying over at our house, we do not allow electronics in a room. We don't allow electronics in a room past a certain time. We take phones away at this time. We have a charging station. And tell them that, have that conversation about what the rules are. And the other thing, you may be helping that mama out because maybe they don't have those boundaries yet. I know that conversation has happened with some of my friends. Oh, wow, that's a really great idea to have a boundary. Some people just don't know what they don't know, right? Until they hear it. So the thing about it is, hold on, I love that saying. They just don't know what they just don't know. (laughs) Is that a Southern saying? I don't know. I freaking love it though. Yeah, but you don't. Think about... You guys look on Instagram. I'm going to put that quote up. (laughs) Kelly Hoover right here. I'm telling you, but it is so true. I mean, when Blair has helped me, she recommended this book to me. We read this recently because our children are really just new into electronics and I want to set a pattern. I mean, Blair and I build million dollar businesses from our phone. Of course, we are on our electronics, but we have healthy boundaries and I want to pass that down to my children as well. And I want you to think about the time that it saves you. Yes, you mama. Think about the time that it saves from having to to end up seeing something that they shouldn't. And now you have to explain something and social bullying online. I mean, it truly is a big like saver for you when it comes to being exposed to things. So I want to challenge you right now. Maybe you're like, holy cow, I have none of these things. It doesn't matter if you have all the rules with charging stations, electronics in the room, or you have none. But I want to challenge you to really think about this and begin to ease into and to to have these boundaries because you are the parent and you can create them. And I will tell you, as we were creating these in our home, this specific one, the very first boundaries that we laid down, they didn't end up working. We had to like make some a little stricter, make some a little looser. So you have to work, do something that works for your family and your children. 
but the whole point is having them. I will tell you, I feel incredibly uncomfortable when my, my children go to someone else's house and there are no rules because I make sure my kids know when they're going into a home that our rules still apply. So, so true. I, and you know, I really think it's important. I love that you brought that up because here's the thing. You don't want somebody also the other way. You don't want them at your house and find out that they were social bullying online or they were, you know, staying up, like you said, until the middle of the night and looking at things. Like I am also really worried about pornography with my boys and I worry about them being at somebody else's house or kids being here. And then my name being brought up that at my house, their kids saw that for the first time. Like that would break my heart because once you see something, you can never unsee it. Right. So that's a big reason why we have those rules in our house too. I love that. We actually bought this really cool, um, charging station where it has like slots and you can put like six phones or iPads in it. And that's where everybody puts their phone. So they see us put our phones there too, which I think that's important. We want to make sure we're showing them also. So the next tip, tip number three, is one of my favorites from TechWise, from that book. It says one hour a day off tech, one day a week off tech, and one week a year off tech. Now, this one is a great one to adopt, especially for teenagers. Now, one hour a day, that means dinner or whatever you choose um, as the parent to have a meaningful time and allows their eyes to heal from the blue lights all day. Even if we're using blue light glasses, it's getting into them. And like Kelly said, they might be in online school. My kids are back in school, but they have an iPad in middle school and a computer in high school. So my kids are constantly being bombarded by blue light. It is really important that they have that one hour a day, not sleep time, that their eyes are healing from that. Plus, this is a great one for vacation and more. Now, this is also, in my opinion, one of the hardest ones to do. So this is how we do it. I hope this is helpful for you. You know, I want the one hour a day and the one day a week, but it's more like block time. So Saturday night, for example, begins our family nights. If you've heard me talk about that before, we have a three-hour block on Saturday nights where it's family time. If they want to go out after, they're welcome to do that now that they're older and they go on, you know, my 16-year-old goes on dates and out with friends. So he's allowed to do that when it's over. But during that three-hour block of family time, there's no phones. None of the four of us are looking at our phones. Then on Sunday, by the time they wake up until after church, there are no phones. None of us are supposed to be looking at our phones, all right? And then one week a year, and this one is the hardest one for us to do, I'm just being honest. When we do our family ski trip or our summer trip, we have no phone at all during the day or during the adventure times. But in the evening, before we go to dinner or after dinner, we give them time to reconnect with their friends and reach out and see what's going on if they need to check in with something. And then it's off again before game time. I'm just thinking like our ski trips generally go like you ski all day, then you come home and rest for a little bit, then we go out to dinner, then we come home and play games. So that's kind of the format I'm thinking in my head, whatever that is for you. But that allows everyone to be able to check in really quick, but not be on their phone for too much. So you really get that designated family time. And those of you that have younger kids, like there's no reason why they need to have their technology at all that week if you're taking a week vacation. But as they get older, like I want them to see that, yeah, I check in with my friends too. And it's okay to use technology, but let's use it the right way. Yeah, I love that tip so much. And, you know, just having that boundary, it creates so many healthy habits as they are growing up and into adulthood. Because I know when I started building a business online, you may feel this way too. 
you have to create boundaries for yourself. It is just as hard for adults as it is for kids. So I love that tip of really, truly treating it and use your timer. If you're beginning down this boundary path for yourself and for your kids, use the timer that says, hey, for the next hour, we're not going to have our electronics. Put it in a basket and really teach them that. The connection is incredible. I mean, even just last night, our children turned in their phones at seven o'clock and my husband made a comment like, it's amazing when electronics are not present in our home, the laughter that happens, the connection that happens, the conversation. And again, it doesn't have to be all day, every day, but just having those preset times is just so incredibly important. You're going to be blown away with what you learn from your kids and the genuine connection and relationships that you build with your children when you start applying some of these tips from today's podcast. So we are so excited to be able to share some of these and we want to hear from you. We want to know if these tips were helpful. Maybe you have some other tips that we can share with our community. So as you're listening to this episode, please screenshot it and tag us on Instagram at blessedmamabosses underscore and on Facebook at Blessed Mama Bosses. Send us a direct message at Blair Critch and Kelly Hoover. We would love to hear from you if these were helpful, if you're going to implement them, and maybe you have some that you're doing that we didn't talk about. And if you want to see the 10 TechWise commandments, listen, they are so good. We are recently read the book. We want you to find it under the free resources in our Blessed Mama Bosses free community on Facebook. If you're not a member yet, no worries. Join us inside www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. And we are so excited to see you inside. And obviously, if you found this information helpful, hit the subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and share a little bit about why you thought this was helpful in the uh, information there on your app. So, so excited. You guys, thank y'all and have an incredible day and make it a great day for others. We hope you enjoyed this episode and want to hang out with us more. Join us inside our Facebook community. You can find us at www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. We'll see you inside.